baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick, joined here today by my celebrity co-host, uh, Chairman of the Erie County Legislature, Peter Savage. I'm actually going to use Peter Savage as a resource in this, uh, this uh, hour because he actually knows something about this topic <laughs> as opposed to everything else we talk about. Also joining us in the studio. Guys, I'd like this to be a, a conversation. Go around the table. Don't wait for me for questions. Eventually we'll bring in some callers. It's an important topic. We're going to be talking about zombie properties, zombie homes. They're a blight. Many of us have them in our neighborhood. We want to get rid of them. Uh, you know, it brings down the value of everybody's property, and it creates all sorts of other problems. Uh, we have some uh, some uh, help today uh, analyzing this from Jocelyn Gordon. Jocelyn is the executive director of the Buffalo Erie Niagara Land Improvement Corporation, better known, and we will here hereafter refer to it as the Land Bank. And also Mickey Kearns, the chair, the chair, the clerk <laughs> of the. Uh, uh, Erie County. Uh, Mickey, uh, before we uh, ask uh, Jocelyn about uh, zombie properties, we got to take care of some business. I understand you can get us another student at Canisius. My former intern, Sam, who's listening right now, is deciding between Canisius College and another school, and she's looking for a sign. And I told her mother after she cut my hair this morning at Tony the Barber uh, that I would mention that I think Canisius, uh, my daughter, attends there. And of course, you uh, teach there, and she wants to get involved in political science. Well, well, there it is. There you go. There you go. Tony the Barber, the official barber of Hardline on News Radio 930 WBN. <laughs> Jocelyn, I can remember, Peter wasn't in the legislature when uh, when the Buffalo Erie Niagara Land Improvement Corporation, again, a mouthful, the land bank, was created. Uh, I was. I can remember it being kind of the, the, the pet project of the then uh, uh, commissioner of environment and planning, Maria White. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I must say, it was a uh, one, one of the. She, she was passionate about this, created it. At the time, there were zombie properties everywhere. Mickey was starting his crusade to get rid of them. Um, what you, you know, uh, your land bank has a has a limited role in this problem. I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do down there. Uh, yeah, it is a limited role just because the issues of vacancy and blight and abandonment are so extensive. So you you hear the term zombie property. I guess I could just start briefly by explaining what a zombie is, uh, which is basically you've got a home uh, where the owner may have stopped paying their mortgage for one reason or another. Uh, that At that point, they probably got a scary letter from the bank telling them that they had to leave the property. Um, so in a lot of cases, they uh, put the keys in the uh, mail slot and left the home and left the home standing there alone. Uh, in the meantime, the bank uh, continued to pay the taxes on the property. So that hence that limbo where there's no one living there, uh, there's no one paying the mortgage, uh, but the taxes are continuing to be paid. So it's just sort of this half-dead property that goes on and on and, and on. And the people who are not paying their mortgage actually still own the property, even though the bank mm-hmm. could foreclose upon them at any time. And here's where I want to use my my lawyer friend over here, Peter Savage, uh, put, taking off as Erie County 
chairman of the legislature hat, putting on his lawyer hat. Why would a bank not want to foreclose on someone like that? I think I know, but uh, but I'd rather have you say the answer than me be wrong and be embarrassed in front of all my listeners. Well, it's it's twofold. One, the process is long mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. So through that process, they may begin the begin the foreclosure process, start the notice to preserve their rights, and then through that lengthy process may discover, A, the property may not really have the value uh, that to help them recoup their their uh, collateral, so to speak, on, on their original loan. In some instances, it's, it's you know, they don't want to take responsibility for, once they do that and, and complete the foreclosure, they may have an additional responsibility and obligations in terms of preserving that. that I, well, well, does it have anything to do with liability? I mean, the sure. bank, and if, if, if someone dies on that property, it really is comes back at the homeowner, even though they may have left three years ago, uh, since it hasn't been foreclosed upon, the bank, doesn't have any exposure, has limited exposure? They're managing risk. Yeah. They're managing I mean, risk. I mean, uh, uh, Jocelyn, I remember a uh, property that we talked about. On, uh, it was in uh, the uh, village of Kenmore. And I remember the people, when I was going door-to-door, to door, complaining about it. And it had a pool in the backyard, an in-ground pool. The owners hadn't been there for a couple of years. And there's the pool still. And it's, you know, I mean, a kid could you know, drown in that pool. Mm-hmm. But the but the bank is apparently still paying the taxes on that. Absolutely. So uh, the, our land bank has been able to, once banks uh, actually go through with and complete a foreclosure, uh, a land bank is able to accept that property as a donation. And we've been fortunate to work in Kenmore, uh, in particular, has been a great, uh, a great benefactor of some of these completed foreclosures. Uh, we've and, done at least, I believe we've done four. And, and, and then point. to make a long story short, what the land bank does is it, in effect, flips the house, right? Exactly. And depending on what kind of funding we're getting, uh, we can do a full rehab, uh, partial rehabs. Uh, in, in this case, uh, in all of the cases so far, we've done and, full and rehabs. And then you, you sell yep. it, you put it back on the yep. tax rolls, and you use the proceeds to buy other abandoned properties. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a win-win-win situation. Mickey, um, I, I, I know that in your time in the Assembly and now as, as Erie County Clerk, you've done a yeoman's job of identifying properties and, 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 and campaigning for you know, something to happen here. And now you're, you're working on a new initiative, yes? Yes, we have a, an alert program. Uh, the foreclosure begins at the clerk's office. That's where the lawsuit uh, begins. And we are tracking every single uh, foreclosure. We're partnering with over 20 municipalities. Matter of fact, I was in uh, New York at Columbia Law School. We now have a partnership with Columbia Law School where we will give them access to our information from the clerk's office. And they will do research for smaller municipalities that don't have the staffing uh, to do that work, uh, the town of Evans and the town of Boston, uh, they're going to complete with that pilot project. But here's the thing that concerns me about the banks. Uh, the land bank, I remember I go back to the Buffalo Common Council days where I was uh, co-sponsor of that legislation, and Peter Savage was corporation counsel. In the New York State Assembly, uh, we passed a foreclosure relief act, and now as, as the county clerk. So I've been working on this issue for quite some time. Quite some time. Uh, there is a misnomer because once the bank begins the foreclosure process, uh, they had no obligations. We had a, a hold the banks accountable and responsible by literally telling them to complete the foreclosure uh, process and publicly shame them. Uh, they at any point in time can walk away and discharge the mortgage, meaning although they're paying the taxes, uh, we the taxpayers are stuck, especially at the time when they've taken six, seven, eight, nine, or ten years, uh, and that property does not hold the value. As Peter said, uh, guess who ends up paying for the demolition? We, the taxpayers. So uh, we started a program where 
right at the point of uh, filing, uh, we work with the municipalities. It's the alert program. So within a week's period of time, it's unheard of, uh, not being done anywhere in the state of New York. We give that information to the municipalities within a week. But the important thing is, if you're listening, if you are a homeowner, under the law, you have a right to stay in the home. Please, I had a bill. It was called Stay in Your House. Stay in the home. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to work with the banks. We're trying to hope help the municipalities to come up with a positive solution. Many times pe these people lose their homes not because they're trying to game the system. They may have had a, ca a catastrophic illness in their family or job loss. So uh, please, if Peter, is that you could do. Let, let, let me, we have to break it a minute, but sure. Peter, is that good legal advice? Stay in your house? It's the law. You, you, have, you have rights. I would always advise anyone to, to speak with counsel. And there are a lot of organizations out there that will assist you in a, if you're limited in income, but technically. Quickly before the break, Jocelyn, how many, how many properties have been rehabbed so far by the land bank? I, we've rehabbed between 40 and 50 over the last four years, uh, and yeah. every year we're kind of doubling our inventory. So right you, now we've got... And when you say you rehabbed them, and then they've been sold and put back on the tax rolls. They have been. They have been. And right now we've got uh, almost 70 properties in our inventory. Uh, we're hoping to close between 30 and 40. And um, next, we're, we're hoping to get up to about 115. This, this, this is all great news. This is a good news day, by the way. The previous segment, we had the millennials in here talking about what a great place it is. I just, I just thought we needed an uplifting segment. I mean, it's building on the draft and the draft lottery and everything for our sports teams. Listen, we have to take a break. When we come back, Jocelyn Gordon of the Land Bank will still be here. Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns will be here. My guest co-host, Pete Savage, will be here. I'll be here, and eventually we'll be taking your calls, probably not till after the news at the bottom of the hour, but if you want to get in line, there's still a couple lines open. 803-0930 is the number, 803-0930. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. Sitting here today with the Executive Director of the Land Bank, uh, Jocelyn uh, Gordon, also Erie County Clerk, uh, Mickey Kearns. And my co-host, uh, Peter Savage. We're going to make Peter earn his money now because the new union rules here at Hardline uh, require the host to get a break. And so that's why we have a co-host. So he's going to shepherd uh, us till the bottom of the hour. Uh, I'm going to go next door and have a donut. Peter brought donuts. You uh, thank you, Peter. And have a conversation with uh, Joe Beamer about the new show that he hopes to get before too long. <laughs> Hopefully Tim Wenger is uh, calling. And also about those Virginia Tech uh, uh, draftees that the Bills picked up. His house guests. So, yeah, his house guests, yes. So, Peter, the show is yours. We're, Take the helm. We're back with Jocelyn Gordon and Mickey Kearns talking about the land bank and zombie homes in Buffalo and Western New York. Uh, Jocelyn, just um, for our listeners, um, can you talk about maybe the role of the foreclosure processes uh, at the local level? Uh, how your organization can kind of participate in that process. I think the most important thing to understand about what a land bank is, and the, the great thing is, is that there are now 25 of them uh, across New York State. And uh, if you don't remember anything else about uh, what a land bank does, uh, they most importantly have what's called a preferred bid or a, a Trump bid, which I'd prefer to say preferred bid. <laughs> Thank you. Let's, let's do that. Union rules require that. <laughs> uh, so they have a preferred bid um, at any auction. Uh, so there is, a, as we know, there's an Erie County auction every year here. There is a City of Buffalo auction, which has become extremely speculative. Um, there's a City of Tonawanda auction, and there's a Lackawanna auction. They each hold their own, um, their own tax foreclosure sales. A land bank has that preferred bid, meaning that if a land bank comes in and raises its paddle uh, for a property, no one else is allowed to bid. The bidding stops. 
So we are enjoying our role in that process because we, we work with communities all over Erie County who bring us nuisance properties. They'll bring us that property that is in tax foreclosure, sitting vacant uh, on the block, and they say, hey, we need some help here. So we'll work with Amherst or Kenmore or Buffalo, and we go to that auction, and we have to give that, the owner of that property till the moment that that, au- that that property comes on the auction block. We actually have to show up, raise the paddle, and then acquire the property. We can take it in, and then there are uh, different methods that we use, whether it's a full rehab, whether we actually just sell it to somebody who wants to buy it and do their own work on the property, um, but we feel we're guaranteeing a better outcome. Um, the, the auction is actually a very risky process. Many people show up. Uh, they don't know what they're bidding on. In most cases, they haven't gotten inside the property, um, and uh, they're bidding or overbidding on something that uh, could be could be very, very risky. So you're able to help get that property into a, a more better, uh, excuse me, a better end use. We try to guarantee that the next buyer of that property will will do a better job than than the prior owner and keep their taxes paid. Let, let me let me bring. Uh, the county clerk here on this point, just hearing you talk about all of these municipalities that you work with, um, how extensive is the problem? You know, as someone who represents mm-hmm. the city of Buffalo in a first ring suburb, I think there's a misperception that this may only uh, be a problem in one part of our community, but how extensive is this problem throughout Erie County? Well, one thing I want to say is Jocelyn does a, a great job. I support the land bank, not only at the council level, but in the assembly. Uh, but we now have a database through the alert system where we know um, when we created the, the law, the Foreclosure Relief Act, Department of Financial Services, the banks have a requirement to report to the state. We are the only clerk's office in the state of New York uh, taking that information, uh, giving it to the municipalities. Here's the problem. Uh, we need a bigger solution. They can only do so many properties. Uh, we need private sector. We need better cooperation where we have people who can come in first-time homebuyers, we need the banks to step up. Since I've started this uh, database, uh, just in the beginning of April, we've had over 600, 600, I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin, I don't want to ruin your day. It's a positive day, but 600 foreclosures that have been filed. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to work with the municipalities. Uh, there are different pieces to solve this problem. The land bank does a great job, but it's not the only solution, and we have to be more proactive. Uh, we have to have the banks step up and identify solutions in partnership uh, with us. Uh, We're going to be creating an Erie County um, um, zombie property uh, uh, committee to work on this issue uh, with the Western New York Law Center, uh, who we are great partners who work great together, Joe Kalman from the Western New York Law Center. And what I wanted to tell you earlier is if you are facing foreclosure, you can contact the Western New York Law Center, Kate Lockhart, and they will get you representation for free. The problem is systemic throughout the county, from Clarence, New York, uh, to Tonawanda, to South Buffalo, to West Seneca, to Orchard Park. No community is immune from a, a zombie property. And we all suffer because it really depletes our tax base. Uh, it really is something that needs to be addressed, and we're working on it. We are the most proactive community in the state. I know Erie County is a leader. However, uh, we still need more work and more solutions. And Jocelyn, just looking forward, maybe the next six months, year, five-year plan for the land bank, what are the next um, policy changes you may be looking to do or the next um, 
you know, the, the effort from this point forward. We're, well, we've we got a three-year business plan, uh, which essentially would enable us to double the work that we're doing now, which is uh, we're looking to be acquiring and disposing of about 115 to 120 properties a year within the next the next year or two. One of the other exciting things that, that we're doing is a new construction, uh, urban infill. This is where we actually, uh, in some cases, sometimes a demolition of a property is just necessary. Uh, sometimes it's been empty uh, for so long that a rehab is just not possible. But the greatest thing, that we, you know, the thing we're most excited about is that we've been able to demolish properties. Then we'll work with local realtors, try to understand the market. And in many cases, there is a market for a new property right on that same site. Uh, so this is something that we're looking at doing more and more, uh, infilling these, these lots where homes once stood and building a new inventory in Buffalo, which, as you know, it's a very hot market, which we're lucky. It's a good real estate market right now. The supply is at really at an all-time low, and particularly the kind of house that people are looking for, which in a lot of cases is all one level, uh, 12, 1,400 square feet, right-sized. Um, this is a, a, a property, the type of property that is in high demand and that we're just excited about being able to, to put back uh, into uh, the availability for people, and they sell like hotcakes. So that's what we're really excited about. I mean, Mickey, this has been an issue that you've been speaking publicly on for many years. What, what just looking back where we were, where we you know are today, where we're going, what's been maybe the biggest challenge um, that you faced in dealing with this? And then what do you see as hopeful for the future? I think first positive was the legislation that uh, working with my Western Europe colleagues and working with the state representatives, the Foreclosure Relief Act really provided a framework to hold the banks accountable and responsible. Uh, they now are responsible for the property. I had a bill, my first bill, when I walked into the assembly. It was the Good Neighbor Bill, just to post information uh, for the neighbors so they know who the service provider is responsible. Mayor Brown and I worked on, uh, and working with yourself, we worked on the property licensing of property managers, huge at the local level, uh, holding the property managers accountable. Some of the banks didn't know that some of these property managers weren't maintaining their properties, and there's lots of good property managers out there, but sometimes it used to be like the Wild West. Uh, but going forward is holding the banks accountable and responsible. They, When they securitized this process, when they had the bubble, um, they didn't have the business model to handle the inventory of these properties, and they wanted to keep many of these properties on paper. So they did not complete the foreclosure process. But the problem, Peter, with this process is we know with the harsh Buffalo winters, after three or four years, these properties don't have any value. If they walk away or they discharge the mortgage, the taxpayer holds the bag. Well, we're late for a break. Uh, our next segment will be taking a plethora of calls from many callers on the issue of zombie homes. This is Peter Savage. The number is 803-0930. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. I'd like to thank my co-host, uh, Peter uh, Savage, for uh, taking the helm for that last segment. Uh, still sitting here with Erie County uh, Clerk, Mickey Kearns, the Executive Director of the Land Bank, Jocelyn Gordon. We're going to be taking your calls in a few minutes. There are some lines available. If you want to jump on board, the number to call, 803-0930. 803-0930, Zombie Homes, the, uh, the topic. But before we do that, Mickey, uh, you, uh, you are County Clerk now. Before that, you were State Assembly. There was just a special election last Tuesday for your 
district. A lot of people were surprised. I was mildly surprised by the outcome. Eric Bowen, a Democrat running as a Republican, defeated Pat Burke, a colleague of Peter and mine in the Erie County Legislature, running as the the true Democrat, if you will. Um, Were you surprised by that outcome? No, I mean, they're both very strong candidates, but uh, I represented that district for nearly six and a half years. It's a very, very conservative district, uh, and they're very uh, independent. They want independent elected officials, and I think uh, the outcome, although close, shows that, uh, you know, they chose the more independent candidate. Okay. Uh, we'll leave it at uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, again, the number to call eight zero three zero nine thirty if you want to get on board. Uh, before we do that, uh, Jocelyn, there's a text message uh, coming in from for you. Uh, Ed in Chictawaga wants to know what is the difference between the land bank and folks who just flip homes. And the answer is well, the answer is uh, flippers would say if you've got the money, I'll sell you a house, and the highest price is going to sell the house uh, with our with our land bank. If we've got a house that we that we uh, rehab. Uh, we will take a look at the complete package. It's not just the money. In some cases, our board of directors can even accept an offer that's less, uh, that's under the, the, the market offer. It depends on uh, all kinds of things. Sometimes a home is income restricted. Sometimes you have to be able to uh, do your own rehabs in order for mm-hmm. us to sell you that property. We're guaranteeing a better outcome. That's it. It's not all about so you're the money. So it's, it's better for the neighbors. Exactly. You're, you're, you're not going to get a... a well, I don't, a band of roving, I don't know. Anyway, uh, something moving in that you, you wouldn't want next door to you. Um, what, uh, um, what, uh, what are, are you concerned, Jocelyn, about your own success? That, uh, you know, if, if, if Mickey uh, is successful with his initiatives with zombie homes, he's still the Erie County clerk. If there are no zombie homes left in Erie County because you do your job so well, are you like the dentist that uh, finds the uh, the, uh, uh, the cure for tooth decay? I'm not. I'm going to get this number not exactly right, but my understanding is that there are at least 55,000 individual tax liens in Erie County. So that means there could be more than one lien on one property, but there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of properties that are eligible for foreclosure. And Erie County can't afford to foreclose on all of no. them. Uh, that's the issue. They used and, to do those in-house. Uh, and, they don't anymore. And, and Peter, back to you, back to my co-host. Nice, nice job last segment, oh. by the way. But, um, I mean, Jocelyn brings up a good point. You know, this is or leads to a good point. This is really good for Erie County government because we, uh, you know, we get stuck holding the, the bag for these people who aren't paying for their taxes. The, the houses are zombies, whatever. No one's paying taxes. She finds a, a, a good uh, person to buy this house and you know, tax money comes in and all things are good. It's not just good for Erie County financially. It's is to pick up on Jocelyn's last point. What we're really doing is we're getting properties that are in distress with no one taking responsibility and accountability for them into an end use, into a new mm-hmm. homeowner, into a new property owner that is now a productive part of the community. I promise we go to the phones at 803-0930, 803-0930. Let's go to Tony and Clarence. Uh, Tony, welcome to the program. Yeah, Mel Kuyper rates the Bills uh, the number one trap team in the country. <laughs> Thank you for Sold. that. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, one fa- Mark Schroeder, the city clerk, has pointed out his ability to borrow money is being is being reduced because in order to help clean up these things and do the projects. Because the new tax bill that was passed in the Congress in 
in uh, December has changed the way he can borrow money. And what he says is basically that he cannot borrow the money in advance that he once could in order to make projects go. I'd like you to bring him on the show to explain that for the public, because he's been on Mary Davis' show and other mm-hmm. shows talking about that. But if he's unable to borrow the way he previously did, it affects the way the city can clean up messes like the Brownsfield. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Tony. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, before the break, let's uh, try to squeeze in one more call. No, no, you know what? Uh, I think we're going to take a break now. We're, uh, we've got a few technical difficulties in the studio, but I think, think uh, uh, producer Joe Beamer will uh, rectify them during the break. And, uh, you know, since he's up for his own show here at WBEN and we're campaigning for it, I'm sure that'll be the case. When we return, co-host Peter Savage will still be here. Uh, Jocelyn Gordon from the Land Bank and the Erie County Clerk. Mickey Kearns will still be here. Uh, and we'll take more of your calls at 803-0930. In the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Okay, welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here. Our technical problems are resolved, as I indicated, uh, or as I guessed. Uh, Joe Beamer, uh, soon to be hopefully host of the Joe Beamer show, or the Hokie show, or whatever he's going to call it, um, was able to take care of that. Uh, Still sitting here with co-host Peter Savage, chairman of the Erie County Legislature, Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns, and we'll get the full title in now, Executive Director Jocelyn Gordon, of the Buffalo Erie Niagara Land Improvement Corporation. And and Jocelyn, as long as I'm mentioning the full title, Niagara's part of this too, aren't they? Niagara County actually has their own land bank. Oh. Yes. So yeah, I thought when we went in it originally, we used them to impress the governor and the state and, right. and the, get our the, land bank. Because the, there were only a certain amount of land banks they were going to allow under right. the original legislation. The door was left open for the city of Niagara Falls uh, to join at the time. They weren't quite ready, uh, so uh, the well, Erie County Land Bank. So we got can up get a we, we can get we can we can shrink down that uh, that acronym, but we won't go. <laughs> That's there. a lot of paperwork. That please. is a lot. Yeah. Okay. So we'll leave it with <laughs> the Niagara in there now. Listen, we got um, um, we've got uh, 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 calls to get to. Eight zero three zero nine thirty is the number, by the way. If you have a zombie uh, question, eight zero three zero nine thirty, a zombie home question. Let's go to Frank in Niagara Falls. Speaking of Niagara Falls, Frank, we just learned that your area is no longer in this land bank we've been talking about. I, I thought it was. Oh, zombie homes been a problem in Niagara Falls long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in the 90s, they sent a proposal to Governor Pataki on, uh, you know, instead of putting uh, troubled kids in jail uh, where they learn how to be criminals, I made a proposal saying, you know, why don't we get these zombie homes and teach these kids the pride of work? You know, I'm skilled in building traits. I can mm-hmm. taught them how to, you know, fix up these homes and learn the pride of work instead of putting them in jail to be teach them where the older inmates teach them how to be criminals. And and the answer I got is Pataki sent two gov- uh, state investigators to make sure I wasn't a threat. <laughs> and and what did they find out, Frank? Were you a threat? No, I wasn't at, oh. at, I guess, maybe to the correction officers' union. Yeah. Other than that, I thought it was a pretty darn good idea. So let me let me ask you, Frank, do you have do you have some of these homes in your neighborhood? Oh, in Niagara Falls? We can't take you for a tour. <laughs> My God. These, I, these, these homes, and, and, you know, and then they're, they're uh, burning. 
you know, the streets and sidewalks look like they've been bombed. The yards are terrible. I mean, I don't know what the tourists think. Yeah. Well, that 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 just that just highlights the, the 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 problem, and that's why I figured we'd we'd bring our guests on today because they're actually doing something about this problem. Um, that's great. Li- listen, th- Frank, thank you for calling and thank you for sharing the uh, Niagara Falls experience with us. Appreciate it. Um, a line opens up eight oh three oh nine thirty eight oh three oh nine thirty. If you want that line, listen. I got a uh, I, I want to bring up a text I just got from uh, from someone who's following me at. Kevin Hardwick, uh, and he texts or she texts. Let me see. Given the zombie home issue was caused by a lack of regulation, is there any hope the issue will be resolved before the next crash? Given the deregulation taking place in the current administration, of course, the zombie home, uh, the uh, the 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 uh, uh, Twitter user brings up a good point. I mean, really, this 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 turned into a crisis about the time of the Great Recession hit, and of course the housing bubble burst, and you had all these homes being being abandoned, uh, whether they were foreclosed upon or not. Um, I don't know. Mickey, what what do you think? You were in the State Assembly. You dealt sure. with legislation that attempted to deal with some of this. Of course, some of the legislation that would be necessary, probably federal legislation. Sure. But uh, the, the, uh, the, the tweet brings up a good point. Well, many of the banks, uh, I sat on the Housing Committee, uh, we can. There's something called a state community reinvestment act, and there's also a federal community mm-hmm. reinvestment act that sort of oversees some of these issues. And uh, some of the banks aren't chartered in New York State, so you do need that federal support. I know Dodd Frank uh, was something that was proposed to uh, hopefully help in this situation. Uh, I do believe that until the banks uh, become accountable, uh, we passed a foreclosure relief act in the New York State Assembly. I'm very proud of that bill. But there is a provision in the bill that charges banks up to $500 a day. Uh, there hasn't been a test case on it. I know the mayor Five, of Black I, I'm was, sorry. Let me stop you there, Mickey. $500 a day for what? If they do not maintain the property, oh. uh, and they now have to maintain not only the outside of the property would be just cutting the grass, but also uh, keeping the sump pump on and turning the heat on. So they have greater responsibility. But uh, one thing that we are requesting in the list that we have in the clerk's office that isn't being done, we are now creating our own database database at the point of filing, uh, there is a state list from the Department of Financial Services. I'm trying to get my hands on that list so we can see what banks are uh, complying with the law. We do not know it is is a, a forced responsibility for them to file with the state, but we cannot compare. So I'm hopeful we could do that. To me, I think uh, Buffalo is going to be facing some rough times in the future, uh, dealing with many different things. There is going to be a reassessment of properties, which I do think is going to hurt many uh, senior citizens and homeowners. Uh, We have this housing, uh, great thing that's going on right now in Buffalo and throughout Western New York. Uh, But with that, there's going to be increased in taxes. And we do have a, a very senior population. So I'm hopeful that it will be resolved, well, but well, I'm also concerned. Well, 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 let's, you know, you bring up the topic of reassessment. It's something I've been thinking a lot about now because we just had a reassessment in my own city of Tonawanda. A reassessment by itself does not increase taxes. The tax right. levy is a constant. What it does is it, it, it redistributes the tax burden, if you will, and properties that have uh, um, um, uh, increased in value at a greater rate than other properties are going to pay more in taxes, even when the levy is is constant, right? Peter, you've, I, you've done work in that, this area. That, that's absolutely correct. And I think it also highlights, to Mickey's point, the multifaceted issues that deal with this problem. And um, one of the things I wanted to ask Jocelyn um, in her experience, 
we're talking about the bank issue, but isn't there also a um, you know an estate planning issue? Correct. Um, oh you know, yes. We're, we're, we you know we have an aging population who maybe did not necessarily have a will, or homes were lost uh, in divorces that were not maybe brought to uh, resolution, and you know and that creates another quote unquote zombie effect in the chain of title that may create some of these issues as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. A lot of the work that we do, particularly uh, in the town of Amherst, uh, town of Cheektowaga, we deal with a lot of estate issues where uh, an older person passes away and the next of kin just doesn't want to take on, in some cases, the responsibility of that home and those taxes, or there was a reverse mortgage put on the home um, and uh, it, it it, it, it's a huge, it's a huge issue, and definitely again, Chikdawaga is sort of a ground zero mm. for so many different aspects of the housing crisis. Uh, the demographics, as you talked about, Mickey, uh, aging demographics. Um, really, those homes in Chikdawaga, a lot of people sort of overreached. 10 years ago, and they took out a mortgage they couldn't quite afford. Uh, so Cheektowaga is really, really getting hit, in, in, to my mind. And, and luckily, they've also put together a very, very good um, task force to handle a lot of those issues um, because they're just getting hit from, from all ends. And as legislators, we may be coming to you with a solution to that problem. Just to let you know, we're partnering with the Western New York Law Center. We're talking about an Erie County Zombie Property Task Force. And uh, we do have some solutions to those problems. But, yes, it's not only the banks. Uh, there's many different issues. But uh, this is a problem, uh, and the thing that we're going to face is the comps are the comps. And as you know, Peter, uh, working for Corporation Council as a former council member, uh, when those assessments go up, uh, people go to challenge those assessments. It's going to be very difficult when they're paying those high prices in those demand areas to challenge those assessments. Uh, the tax rate is the tax rate. But still, uh, these prices are going up exponentially that we haven't seen this for many, many years. Income of seniors is not going up. It's flat. So, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to fight these assessments. It's going to be very difficult. Property taxes go up, and we're going to see more foreclosures, unfortunately. Yeah, that's un unfortunately, that's previews of coming attractions, I suppose. Um, uh, you know, Jocelyn, I asked you earlier about whether there's too much success and, and you run the risk of running yourself out of business. You know, you were you were telling me earlier that you have an inventory now of what seventy properties was it something like that? Correct. I, I, I mean, when we started the uh, the land bank back before even Peter came on the county legislature, um, you I know, I mean, with the, with the I mean, originally the first the first auction you went to, you picked up maybe I one. Don't know, six, one one property, <laughs> and one. maybe the next year it was one. six or seven. Yep. Um, and you had you in your position as executive director. I mean, at the time you didn't have a lot of staff. You didn't need a lot of staff. Uh, are you going to be coming to the legislature saying, "Hey, you know, we need, uh, we need, uh, I need a staff of ten, you know, well, like she's well, sitting next to the right guy to kind of like, on how like what Mickey does all the time when he comes <laughs> yeah. over and asks for more positions." Well, we're, but well, I'm, I'm serious about that question. <laughs> sure. I mean, can you handle this? We're up to five uh, on our staff at this time, and we haven't asked the legislature for any any money yet. So we're working. We're I really would keep working that up. toward. <laughs> Financial sustainability is super important, and luckily all of the land bank funding that we've had so far has been from the big banks, Royal and, Bank and, of Scotland. And, 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 you know, I, I guess the next question is, given the fact that, the you, you know, you've got a tremendous inventory now, tremendous compared to what used to be, 70 properties, but there are still so many out there. I'm sure I get contacted by people 
all the time saying, you know, I got this property down the street from me. Uh, no one's lived there for five years. It's a mess. There, there are vermin in there, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's just bringing down, you know, blighting the whole neighborhood. Um, you know, I said, well, we, you know, we've got this land bank and there are some other solutions. Um, is, there, is there more you could do if you had more resources? Well, I, the I mean, first here, thing here's I your guess, chance to pitch the Erie right, County Legislature chair. <laughs> right, that was the whole purpose for bringing him on this moment. You know, you can you can talk directly. That, to that was your big ask. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Well, technically, land banks have the power to take all, literally every single foreclosed property. You could take every property and put it in in the land bank. Syracuse has done that. Albany County literally has an inventory of 1,200 properties that they've taken. I think uh, in our case, our board of directors is a little more conservative, and they don't want to bite off more than uh, more than they can chew. So we're trying to prove that we can become a, a financially sustainable entity. Um, but the opportunity, the infrastructure is there for us to do more. How is that working in Syracuse and Albany? They take every foreclosed property? Every single one. So there is no auction. They go to the auction, they say, everyone is ours. That's right. They gave every property, which what in is- Syracuse's case, it was about... About 1,500 properties, and they all went into the land bank. Well, they don't rehab them all, do they? No, uh, they, they do don't. Do they have kind of like their own mini auction and say... They they actually look for, um, they sell the property to somebody who they believe can rehab it appropriately, and they go through that process. So of their 1,500 properties, I think that they have sold about 600 of them, and they've got 900 left in their inventory. What's important is that uh, right now I was just looking at numbers. We're down about 5.9% on mortgage transfer tax. That is revenue when a property is sold uh, and filed with the clerk's office. That goes to the municipalities. So perfect example, one uh, city of Buffalo will get $1.8 million from that. Um, if the banks hold on to those properties, I keep on saying this, uh, there is inventory that they're holding. Uh, it not only hurts the municipalities who will be getting these checks twice a year, uh, it hurts the NFTA. They get a portion of that money. It's hurting people. So uh, holding up that inventory, uh, the government can't do everything. And I realize that Jocelyn's doing a great job. There are good investors out there. There are good flippers out there. They're doing a good job. Uh, there has to be a balance. There's too many properties uh, that are being foreclosed upon for the government to handle this, to be the main solution. We Peter, have a- let me ask you, why, why wouldn't a bank want to get rid of a property? Well, they have, they have a financial reason to maintain that, that loan that's out there. And in some cases, it might be debt they want to write off. And some de- in some cases, it may be losses they might want to allocate. Um, everything's a case-by-case basis, but I think the point of the matter is we need to continue to find solutions to get these properties into the hands of somebody that has a reasonable intent to try to correct them. Yeah, and I think, and, and, and getting back, we only have about a minute left, getting back full circle, that was the original idea behind the land bank, correct? When Maria White came to the county legislature when she was head of the uh, Department of uh, Plan- or Environment and Planning, mm-hmm. That's how she sold it, and and indeed, it's it's worked out that way. Yes. Yeah, it's been a win-win uh, for everybody every day so far. So we hopefully haven't disappointed anybody, and we're nowhere near running out of inventory to work with. And and, and you know, the nice thing is that finally, this is an area like a lot of things we deal with. It has a lot of people focused on it. I mean, we've got 
Jocelyn at the land bank. We got the county clerk over here, and certainly the legislature is is you know we we want the we want those properties back on the tax rolls. We want that money because it'll reduce everybody else's taxes. Listen, we are just about out of time today, but I do want to thank my all my guests, including the ones currently in studio, uh, Jocelyn Gordon of the land bank, Mickey Kearns, the county clerk, and especially uh, Peter uh, Savage, my good friend, and uh, even though he's a Democrat, I'm a Republican. He's the chair of the Erie County Legislature, <laughs> and I respect that, Peter. Um, and uh, we'll have another great show for you next week. Uh, in the meantime, you've been listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.